passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. back to another Baseball America Prospect Podcast. This is your host, Jeff Ponce. I am here today with Josh Norris. We're going to be talking some Rangers, the reigning World Series champion Rangers uh, today. Josh, how's it going, man? How you been? Been a while since uh, the Parrot and yeah. uh, the Bear have rode together. We are we're doing well. It's, uh, it's nippy down here in North Carolina, but I'm sure it's a little nippier where you are. So you're wearing a ski cap i've got my hoodie on so uh we're breaking out of winter but as you've seen from my feed there's a little bit of baseball going on there's college scrimmages we're gonna have uh official college games next weekend if i can do math and uh, then soon enough we'll be at spring training and then the big leagues and all that stuff will start yeah no it's actually not bad here it's it's 41 degrees josh which is pretty warm and uh and it's sunny the sun's outside not a cloud in the sky I just kind of cosplay as a mountain man. Uh, once we turn in the handbook until it's time to go to spring training, I like don't really trim the beard. And uh, I'm just constantly wearing winter hats because it's usually sub 30. So just rocking with it, you know, I, I, I uh, can't do that. Home, just... You're a writer. You don't, I don't have to go out into, uh, you know, pleasant, uh, polite society all that often. I, I can't do that. The, I, well, I don't ever go out in polite society, but I can't do the, uh, mountain man beard thing if i go much past a couple weeks like it starts to drive me insane so gotta you gotta put some lotion on that baby you know gotta gotta keep oiled up gotta keep it soft no supple (laughs) (laughs) Um, all right anyway we're talking texas rangers and beards um josh obviously this team they won the world series last year they had made some investments uh in some high price free agents guys like marcus simeon Corey Seager, uh, of course, went out and got Nathan Eovaldi, John Gray, um, Andrew Heaney, Jacob DeGrom, though he didn't contribute much last year, also went out and acquired someone like Max Scherzer as well. Uh, though it maybe hurt the depth of the system, but didn't kill it. And there are some some top names here at the top and some players that they've produced that are in the big leagues, guys like Josh Young, uh, of course, Evan Carter. And then guys that they acquired uh, early in their careers uh, when they had sort of been cast aside, maybe with their prior organizations, guys like Adolis Garcia to a lesser extent, Nathaniel Lowe. Um, kind of an interesting mix of players here, but the the Rangers have made it work. Um, we know about Carter. We know about Lankford. Those guys, when you talk within the organization, Josh, are they discussed as guys that they look as you know contributors in 2024, I would imagine that's certain for Carter. What about Langford? I would be very surprised if he's not there at some point in 2024. Um, 
you know, he's really good. They moved him very quickly. Obviously, part of that is the way the minor league season worked. And, you know, one one league ends, you get to go to the next one, yada, yada, yada. Uh, he was, I believe, the only non-40-man roster player at their stay-ready camp during the postseason. Mm-hmm. So while he wasn't really considered when Adolis Garcia went down, uh, he was there. And, you know, taking ABs against a guy like Danny Duffy and all those guys out at uh, at their camp. So I wouldn't be surprised if you see him in the big leagues at some point. We'll see how he does in his first big league spring training. Um, but I don't, I don't know when it will happen, but I'd imagine you'll see. Put, I, put it this way. If I'm, if I'm ranking the Rangers next year, I do not expect to rank him. Um, I expect he will be done as a prospect by then. Yeah, obviously. We'll talk a little bit more about Carter versus Langford, but um, – some other players here in the top 10 and throughout the top 30 that are on the 40 man roster. Are there some other players that, you know, could potentially contribute for the Rangers or at least provide them some depth. If some of these starters um, from this core at the major league level do go down. Um, It's a little bit thinner of a system as you might expect from all the trades they made. You know, part of the reason they were able to, to win the world series last year was because they were, so very aggressive. And, you know, when a guy like Jason, De- Jason, Jacob DeGrom went down, they went out and acquired other guys to replace him. They were just not afraid to spend the prospect capital that they had been building to keep replenishing their big league roster, which is what you're supposed to do. And not just your prospect capital, by the way, your, your money, you know, your money up to take on uh, Max Scherzer. I mean, they spent Luis on Helicuna to get that guy. That's what you're supposed to do, especially considering Luis on Helicuna was as blocked as you could be on the Rangers roster. There's really no hole up the middle for a while, barring injury. They got those $500 million middle infield. Uh, center field seems to be held down by Evan Carter. So if you, even if you wanted to move on Luis on Helicuna to center field, it's not better than Evan Carter out there. So that was a, a great way to move him to somewhere else. Um, and that's what you're supposed to do. So there's a little bit thinner after the first three, Carter, Langford, and Walcott. But there are some guys um, at the upper levels who you might see this year. I've seen Owen White a little bit. You know, he needs to, there's some things he needs to clean up to go back to his better self. Uh, Justin Foscue, um, he's done really nothing but hit in the minor leagues. Uh, there's not a whole lot of defensive value there. And the Rangers have a pretty good little uh defensive or a little, little infield set. I mentioned the two guys at the middle, but they got Josh Young at, at third and they got Nathaniel Lowe at first. You might make Foscue a platoon partner over at first base for Nate Lowe, but, and he, he would be one. Uh, Dustin Harris could be there at some point this year and then kind of an outfield first base role. Um, but those are the big guys I would think you would see in the big leagues at some point this year. Um, like I said, the system is a little thinner lately. Hmm. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I rank some pretty fairly thin systems in the Astros and the Blue Jays. (laughs) I look at this system and I'm like, man, there are some at least interesting players well beyond 10. Um, maybe not a bunch of like major. Well, but you also said like big league contributors. Like, I don't know if sure sure. 10 are really going to contribute the big leagues this year. Hey, you're going to have to see with your boy Tioto. Uh, maybe that, we'll that could be one. I mean, we'll see how he he goes this year. You know, he's got to get to 
Double A. First, I think he had a double A last year. I don't even remember at this point. Um, I know he did really well in the fall league, and I kind of joked that if you're going to bring someone over to shore up that bullpen, just have him walk on over from surprise to uh, to Arlington, or not to Arlington, to, sure. uh, to, to, to Chase Field and <laughs> do his thing. But uh, he had to settle for, I believe, a – did they win the Arizona Fall League Championship? Yes, they did. That's a uh, question that you very much would know. I like, should. I don't watch the major leagues, but I can tell you all about my uh, my brain's that like that egg in the uh, very old PSA ads right now. So, um, but yeah, Toyota might be an exception to the rule. But beyond that, I would be surprised if you see many of those guys, any of those guys, beyond ten in the big leagues this year. Sure. Interesting. All right. Well, I think that kind of gives us a good idea of where the Ranger system is at. Let's take a quick break. And after that, we're going to jump into a highly contested debate. That is the age-old question, the Carter or the Langford? Be right back. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. That's why I use Indeed for our hiring at Baseball America. It allows me to do everything on one website. I get quality candidates. I can schedule them. I can interview them. I can screen them. I can send messages to them all within Indeed. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Baseball America. Just go to Indeed.com slash Baseball America right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Baseball America. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Who's, uh, whose rap album is the Langford? Let me know who 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 did the Carter. Yeah, we'll have to figure that one out. I actually kind of want to keep this in the show as the way that we come back from the commercial break. It's just you asking that question. Yeah, who would be the Langford if uh, I I don't know. We have to encourage like uh, you know Kendrick Lamar or uh, yeah somebody else to uh, someone from Texas from Texas the Langford yeah. So like maybe Scarface, that's possible. I mean, he's like eight hundred years old at this point, but yeah, yeah. But, hey, but that that tiny desk was excellent. Hey, anyway, we're back <laughs> talking Rangers prospects. How 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 dare we talk Houston rap while in an Arlington Dallas DFW podcast? 
Oh man, the culture wars. Uh, anyway, let's talk a little bit about uh, this top of the system because obviously <laughs> this is what carries the Rangers system to whatever grade of rank they have. Um, Langford versus Carter. How difficult was that conversation when you were sort of working your, your magic and speaking with people? How were you getting some Langford like nope. over Carters? None. None. It was not difficult. Um, <laughs> I didn't, there wasn't a second of thought that Langford was going over one. And then part of it's just because, you know what? I do not have the stomach to take a guy who just helped a team win a World Series. Sure. And put it over a guy who's very or under a guy who's very very obviously very very good could be awesome one of these gentlemen has a world series ring already mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pretty darn good and is younger than langford if i remember correctly um yeah he's a really fantastic prospect and i think you know he's not going to be necessarily the offensive prospect that wyatt langford is uh and there's certainly you know the, the hickey still remaining that which showed up in the world series is left-handed pitching um and he's going to you know they, they mentioned that that's one of his uh target areas this offseason as he is getting stronger you know he's still we forget he's like 21 years old i think he'd be either in this draft or last year's draft if he went to college um and he'd never really taken you know uh, strength building really seriously like he's never been a guy who's lifted a lot of weights or whatever um, so that was part of his action item this season or this off season. So we'll see what he looks like next year, but he's also, uh, an excellent defender in center field. Mm-hmm. He's got, he's a really well-rounded prospect. Like if you told me Langford's the better hitter, power hitter, et cetera. Sure. But I think overall you're probably, the ceiling is a little higher on Carter. Yeah, especially if the power continues to grow and come, um, and he adds strength. I think it's crazy because. I just wanted to look it up. Uh, he is actually uh, nine months younger than Wyatt Langford. <laughs> he also would have been a draft eligible 20 year old had he gone to college, played three years, because 21, 22, 23. He wouldn't have been uh, 21 until August 29th. So it would have been uh, about a month and a half after the draft. On age alone, he wouldn't be eligible because of when he graduated from high school. So, yeah, I mean, he's prodigious in that sense. And that's yeah, the thing I always talk about him. I think the other thing is with the with the left-handed uh, pitching thing, they must be pretty confident because if you look at the lineup right now and what they have on the bench, they don't re- their backup outfielders are all left-handed hitting um, other than Ezekiel uh, Duran. And I, I don't think they're going to platoon Carter for Duran in the outfield. <laughs> I guess, you know, it could happen. Um, he also walks a lot against against lefties, you know. And the other thing is it's left on left, young players, the left-handers that that hit righties and hit lefties are superstars. So, you know, it's something to develop, and he's so young, man, right? Right, and part of the thing, too, is, like, his first uh, full year, 2021, I think, he missed a ton of time mm-hmm. because of the injury. So, like, he's even younger, I'm making air quotes here, than his age might suggest. Like, the fact that he was in the big leagues and performing and on the postseason roster and winning the World Series as a starter is unbelievable. So, like, yeah, that's part of the reason I put him at number one. Like, it's it's close enough that they're really close in our top 100, but I don't think there was a scenario in which I was putting Lankford over Carter. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think you know some of the um, peripheral skills, run, field, that sort of stuff. Obviously, big. White Langford is one of the better offensive prospects that we have out there. Now let's get down further into the list. Obviously, you know Carter and Langford, easy to get those guys at the top. Um, who's another player that excites you here uh, well, in this top ten? Are there a couple? I think there's one in particular that you'll probably talk well, about. But you surprised me. Let's see. Yeah, the big three is obviously Langford and Carter, and then Walcott, who you know had a really interesting season. Uh, moved out of the DSL very quickly. Had a you know, white hot start in the ACL, then uh, had some trouble with spin in the ACL, and then moved to high A for a little bit. Um, he'll go to one of the A ball levels this year. I'm not sure which. I, you know, it's obviously a weird path. You don't see often basically skip a DSL, ACL, and then high A very often, but there were reasons for that. Um, you know, he's incredibly talented and can do a lot of things and you know it wouldn't be surprising if he was a top 10 prospect next year if he figures out some plate discipline uh, but he's also really young both you know in regular age and you know, just baseball experience or at least professional baseball experience so that's the guy who i'm really excited to see you know both at spring training and wherever he may wind up here in uh, the regular season because you know, i'm in north carolina so if he goes to one of the a ball levels He's going to be somewhere around here, like either at Hickory or down east. Uh, so that's the guy I'm most excited for. Other than that, you know, we talked about Foskey. We can really hit. Talked about White. He's, you know, got some issues to clean up. Um, looking, to, I'm interested to see what Brock Porter looks like at high A. Uh, Cam Cauley will show you flashes. He showed you flashes in the fall league, but still got some swing decision issues to shore up. You know, rocker. Uh, I don't know when we're if we're going to see him, I and mean, he might be a fall league candidate if he uh, heals up in time. Um, yeah, well, I mean, like let's let's pause there for a second too. I wanted to go back to to Walcott for a moment, if I could. You got the fifty hit tool on him. When you were talking to opposing scouts, maybe internally as well, what was the feedback on the hit tool and the sort of stuff that he needs to clean up? Because there definitely is a fair amount of swing and miss there. It's like I said, it's pitch recognition. Like he just. He had a vulnerability to sliders, and he knows it, and he just got to stop swinging at them. That's one of those things that that's an issue that you're so young, you I you can train that, and you can you can go with a slider machine all day, you can do all sorts of things, you can put the the VR glasses on and watch the sliders and do all that stuff, and it's just something that I think you can get better with as you get older. So we'll see. I mean, it's it's not. There are plenty of players in the minor leagues with swing decision issues. There are plenty of players in the minor leagues with issues with spin. And we've ranked some of them pretty high. So I'm I'm not really that concerned uh, about that at this point, especially considering, like I said, the development track was completely uh, different than you would mm -hmm. see from a normal prospect. Normal prospect signed. He, remember, he's, he's not – he is now. He's been a pro – for 13 months because he signed January 15th last year. Yeah. So this is very early in his career. He showed really exciting stuff, but there's some, some warts to clean up. So yeah, we'll sure. see how we, it Absolutely. does an interesting competition next year. And you mentioned another, another one there too, um, in Kumar Rocker. Let's talk a little bit about 
They're former top of the draft first round picks. They have a couple of them that were teammates with Vanderbilt. Let's talk a little bit about the Vandy boys now. Rocker obviously got injured. There was a lot of interesting stuff over two years with him leading up to this surgery. Lots of questions about his health. Pitches an indie ball, gets drafted, comes out in the fall league with a different arm slot. He was pitching pretty well before he went down. Um, so there might have even been some potential optimism around him. That has not been the case with Jack Leiter. He has not really been injured. I don't think at all from my understanding. I can't remember any injuries, but he just hasn't pitched well and he hasn't been effective. Are we looking at a third consecutive year in double A for Jack Leiter? But talk to me a little bit about the two because they, they're, they were on very divergent paths in terms of how they entered pro ball and then sort of what's happened since. Well, let's start with Rocker. Like, I ranked him above Lighter because the reviews on him at high A were really, really, really good in that first month. The slider looked like the college slider again. Everything looked like a guy who was, you know, as advertised, freak nasty. And then he got hurt. And that's unfortunate, but I went with the guy who had good reviews. Like, when into your question on lighter, well, yeah, I think he's probably going to start in double A again. Um, he didn't master it. He cha- made some changes with his delivery. As I think JJ Cooper wrote a pretty good story about that. Um, he tried a lot of stuff. I remember, you know, he had a, a couple good start stretch in double A where it went really well for him for a little while. And Nobody seemed to know why. And then he kind of uh, reverted back to his, his way. Like he didn't, he still struggles to find the strike zone often enough. When he does find the strike zone, it's hittable. Um, I, don't, I don't know why you'd move him to AAA. And also, for a guy with control command problems, AAA is not going to be friendly because it's got the auto zone on certain days. Unless you want to start him on the weekends only when you have a human ump who can be challenged, but there's a lot of pitchers in the minor leagues who found out that that uh, strike zone in AAA is not super forgiving. I don't know if I'd take a guy who already has trouble without an auto zone and put him in a place with an auto zone and maybe exacerbate those problems further. Hmm. Has there been talk about, you know, moving him to the bullpen potentially or what the future sort of holds anything internally that they're working on in terms of pitch mix. Um, because it feels like he's never, he's not landing the fastball. That That's inconsistent, but he will show flashes with it. The secondaries have been a major issue. Uh, if I remember correctly, he kind of went back to the curveball a little bit more at certain points last year. Um, changeup has never really developed. The slider's never really become a good pitch for him. Sort of what's, they what's like the slider. what potentially could they do? They like the slider a lot better than okay. than you do. Uh, they they want they think that's his his best. I know pitch. that that became his best pitch like in 2022. I thought it. I thought it may, maybe the numbers are better. I'd have to look again, but I thought it reverted back in, in 23. A little you know, bit. It's it's learning how to use his stuff. And it's it's going to be he's going to be successful in pro ball in a much different way than he was in college. And I think that's part of that is just teaching him that. Um, 
it, it, they've tried a lot of things and I, they just haven't really worked consistently. And to your question about the bullpen, they certainly didn't suggest it. Um, although I don't think that's anything they would you know, tell me <laughs> um, if they want to um, keep his value high, high-ish. Um, but we'll see. I mean, it's been a rough go for him. I, I really don't know. He's, he's an enigma wrapped in a riddle, wrapped in a question mark, man. It will be interesting to see what this year uh, has in store for Leiter as he is 40-man eligible, needs to be protected from the Rule 5 draft next year. And I'm going to make a uh, prediction here that uh, he may not get protected because this is a fairly deep 40-man roster. And, uh, yeah, there's other options in the minors they may have to protect. It just kind of depends on what what they do the rest of the season for dealing guys. We'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, there's there's other decisions that are going to obviously have to be made in that uh, that 21 class too. So it should be interesting. But he might be a guy that you know it wouldn't be sh- it wouldn't be totally shocking to see him not protected though. It's rare that a guy from college gets taken that early in the draft and isn't. So we'll see. We'll see how that all shakes out. But I do think it's kind of interesting. But beyond that, let's talk about somebody here at the end of the show. Uh, somebody that you want to call out. We'll say from like. 11 to 30, maybe even beyond as we've worked on our 31 to 40s, which should be coming out sometime next week. Anybody that you're excited about, you're like, hey, this guy could turn into something. I thought they had a pretty good draft last year. Yeah, you can talk about some some arms. They've been really good at getting these um, uh, under-the-radar arms. You know, Aiden Curry a couple of years ago was really good. He looks really interesting. Big boy, projectable, throws hard already. Nice slider, needs another needs a real third pitch, but there's a long way to go. And for, uh, I believe it was the UDFA, uh, that's a good good little pickup. Um, Echedri Vargas was a guy, in, boy, boy, did I hear it in my chat that Echedri Vargas wasn't ranked in the 10 or even like in the 5. Uh, <laughs> it's a good phenomenon with the chats to where it's always focuses on someone and it, I'm never sure who it's going to be, but they're always got bees in their bonnet about somebody. And uh, this time it was Vargas, who had a really great year in the ACL. Um, we'll see how he does in low A, but, you know, there's... He was there for a game. Well, I mean, that's all you need, right? <laughs> Just one. One. One game in Down East, and you've, you've had enough. Um, <laughs> Skylar Hales is a really interesting arm. Uh, same idea with Caden Scarborough and Isaac Tiger. These are all guys who could pop next year in various degrees. But, you know, like I said, the system has thinned a little bit for good reason and will really thin once Carter and Langford graduate. Um, it's I, I'd be interested to know, and I think this is more of a J.J. Cooper da- database query sort of thing, how many times a team wins the World Series and then has two top five or top ten, whatever that we rank them prospects, next year. Like That seems very difficult to do. Like, obviously, I, I, you know, I, I don't think there's been a whole lot of them. <laughs> to be very honest with you, like it's a it's a weird one where you win the World Series and you still have an amazing farm system, especially because of the way we we rank these things, where we prefer top heavy farm systems to balanced with a lot of you know fifties and fifty fives. If we have two guys mm-hmm. who we think have you know sixty five seventy grade upside, that farm system is better than uh, one with a bunch of fives. Absolutely. But uh, any sort of closing thoughts here on the Rangers? Uh, Not really. I'm trying to think about who I'm excited to see at their camp. 
uh, and in this general region next year. I'd like to see what Anthony Gutierrez looks like with a full year of health. Obviously, he had nagging issues all year, and he was a big deal uh, a year ago at this time. Um, interested to see what happens to Lighter. Um, we'll see. Um, like I mentioned those guys, Hale and Scarborough and Tiger will be interesting to watch. Uh, Liam Hicks really made a name for himself in the fall league with you know, Mr. Six Hit Game. I think that's seen a lot of things in my career. I believe that was the first six hit game I've ever seen, which is pretty darn impressive. Um, but yeah, it's not it's not the deepest system anymore. So we'll we'll see. But they always pull some rabbits out of their hat. So like I said, we'll we'll see. It should be fun, uh, a fun season for the Rangers. And especially considering you've got the reigning World Series. They're going to get the Futures game slash All-Star game. And then even if you want even more baseball money flowing into that region, the winter meetings are in Dallas. So they are are living large there in the Lone Star State. 2024, it's the year of uh, Dallas baseball. So there you go. Put your bets on Dallas Baptist to win the College World Series. All right, you heard it here first. For Jeff Ponce. For Josh Norris and everybody on staff here at Baseball America, we appreciate you guys listening, liking, subscribing, and obviously supporting us on the website. We can't do this without you guys. Have a great week.